0: For small businesses, specifically for service-based businesses, networking is like the lifeblood of any fledgling and growing business, especially in the first million. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it, it never ends. I don't, uh, for a service-based business, it's, you know, you may, you as an owner may get out of networking, but somebody on your team is doing it.
0: Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. Networking is the lifeblood of any service-based business, especially for the first million in revenue. But there is an art to networking and a skill to doing it profitably. In the age of social media and other online networks filled with likes, shares, and other meaningless metrics, it's easy to forget that we are all trying to connect with other human beings. And since humans haven't fundamentally changed that much since the advent of the online world, the art of networking really hasn't either. So, how does one approach networking in a profitable way? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And to help me broach the subject is Frank Agon, president of Am Spirit Business Connections, which empowers entrepreneurs, sales representatives, and professionals to become successful through networking. He also hosts Networking RX podcast which has insights and interviews related to better business relationships and is the author of several books including Foundational Networking. Let's see what Frank has to say about today's topic. Frank, welcome to the Your Buzzworthy podcast. How are you doing today? I feel buzzworthy. No, I Yay! appreciate it. This is awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, in the green room, you're, you're flashing my book, the rule of 26.
1: There, there it is. is. And yeah. you're
0: honest enough to say that you haven't read it yet, but you have a trip to see your dad. And I think that's awesome. I appreciate that.
1: No, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's on my, it's on my short list. It's a great book because uh, it'll be easy to carry, easy to travel with, and uh, <laughs> so I'll, have a, I'll have a lot of downtime to take notes and consume it. So
0: there you go. Well, that's it is a it is riddled with noteworthy um, uh, content. and I only say that because I was on a show, uh, I was a guest on a podcast, and the uh, the host reads every guest's book. Wow. Before he has them on that entire book. I'm like, wow. Well, luckily mine's a short book for you. And he's like, yes, but I took 10 pages of notes out of your wow. 115 page book. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. But uh, humbling at the same time, like you got a lot yeah. of value. He's like, and he actually showed, he flipped the book open and you could see all the highlights on pretty much every page. He highlighted something that he wanted to remember. And then he flipped up all of the notes that were written down from those highlights. It was crazy. That is impressive. We had an hour long interview and he said, he, we only got through half of the notes. Wow! <laughs> it's like, okay, there we go. So anyway, enough about me. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Um, we're talking about networking, right? Yep. And for small businesses, specifically for service-based businesses, networking is like the lifeblood of any fledgling and growing business, especially in the first million. Would you agree with that? Oh,
1: absolutely. It's uh, it, it never ends. I don't, uh, for a service-based business, it's, you know, you may, you as an owner may get out of networking, but somebody on your team is doing it, right? If you're an attorney and all of a sudden you have t- 10 staff attorneys, you might be working the numbers and making sure everybody's in their right places, but those people down there are networking. So it's 100%. always happening.
0: 100%. I, you know, my first, I, I tell people like what gets you to your first million does not get you your second million, but that doesn't mean you stop networking. It's right. just the different types of networking, right? Because yeah. I think that's where a lot of people get, uh, they get, like, I don't know, get caught in the weeds of networking. So, you know, as a, a, a new business, you go like maybe the chamber of commerce, right? And you're like, I'm yeah. going to go network and I got a stack of business cards and I'm going to do the right. shotgun approach and just... Get the, as many business cards out there, so I can right. get my name and all this. And I'm like, yeah. Unless you are a realtor, that really doesn't work. Like it's yeah. you know the tact, the strat, or strategic, I should say, uh, networker. I feel is the one that wins in the end. And yeah, how do you how do you help people understand the difference between a tactical networker and a strategic networker?
1: Well, the, let me just tell a quick story here. Okay. Um, there's a famous anthropologist out there. Her name's Margaret Mead, and she was asked in a class, what was the first sign of human civilization? And her answer was a healed femur. When we came upon the remains of humans with a healed femur, we knew we had something special because in the animal kingdom, when, a, a, when an animal breaks its femur, that's the bone that connects the knee to the hip for those who are not aware. Um, it takes about six weeks of care without, without modern medical care for that to heal. And so it's a death sentence in the animal world because nobody's staying behind. They got to take care of themselves. But in the human world, that was an indication that somebody stayed behind to care for this person so they could live beyond this broken femur and die another death somewhere down the line. But, right. that, but that gene pool carried forward. Um, and so what that did was it instilled in, in humanity this notion that we need to care about each other. Right. And if you cared about people, they cared about you and you increased your, your chance of moving forward. Now, I tell that story because that DNA is with us. Mm-hmm. I don't care the color of your skin, whether you lean left or you lean right. We are predisposed to helping one another. So to get to your question of, you know, how does the, you know, how does the tactical networker fail and the strategic networker, you know, the strategic network is really about building relationships about walking into that networking event and saying, you know what, I only care about five business cards, mm-hmm. you know, getting five business cards to five people or getting five business cards, five people that I can truly have a relationship with, mm-hmm. um, and moving on. Mm-hmm. And that's how I try to explain it. It's not, it's, it's not a quantity game. It's a quality game. hundred percent. Um, and that's, and that's the difference.
0: Yeah, I, I actually have found as you get better, you can reduce that number by down to three. Yeah. Depending on the length of the the event, obviously. But if you're doing like a, a business after hours, you have about two, two and a half hours total networking time yep. out of the three hour uh, event, right? Yeah, And it's not that everybody that you meet is going to be worth networking with. True. But you don't know who they are until you take time to listen to them. Yep. And I find that my best networking events are when I do the least amount of talking.
1: Yeah. And, and that's you're building relationship.
0: Right. Well, I'm also making, I'm, I'm, I want to hear about you first for a very selfish reason. And that is, do I have anything to add to your life in the immediate term? right? Because that's the care part, right? If I right. don't, then I'm not going to, and you don't ask me about me, then I'm not going to waste your time, right? And we can get out of that conversation a lot faster, right? If there's the uh, the people that I, I don't know, chuckle at or feel sorry for, I don't know what, the, what the, the word is I'm looking for here, but when I watch somebody come in and go, hi, I'm Bob and I, Bob, and they just start talking about them yep. versus, hey, I'm Buzz. Hi, Frank. How are you today? The first question I ask is, How are you today? Yeah. Right. And the conversation goes there. And I always end with a you question. What do you do for a living? Where are you at? What kind of do you do? It's always a question back to them, learning more about them. Because if I have a service to give them, it's going to be a problem. You're not going to tell me your problems right up front. No. That's going to be that longer conversation. And the people that are, you know, and I, I get into groups where there's four or five people. So I'm listening to four or five people before I ever say anything, right? And then it's like, if I don't get into the kind of conversation with somebody that I might have interest in networking with, well, then I wait till everybody kind of peels away from that group because that eventually happens. And then I make it a point to connect with that person again and try to have a one-to-one conversation with it, right? So yep. that, that's my strategy. Um, and that's for your, your general um a networking, right? How do you choose where to network?
1: Um, You know, I don't really, I don't really try to prejudge things. I I just Mm -hmm. did a program a couple days ago, a couple days ago called networking without networking events. Somebody asked me the question, what do you do? You know, Hey, we had a pandemic, you know, we (laughs) got away from these things. And I said, you know, you know, we, you and I had a call be- long before this, before you scheduled me for this, that was networking. We got to know each other. You prompted mm-hmm. me to buy your book, you know, here's another, another plug <laughs> for your book. Um, but it prompted me to buy your book. And I think, you know, I, I didn't buy it just to be nice. I I think this is going to be helpful to me. Um, and oh, so you know, that. that's networking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I told the story in that program about, Uh, being at a soccer game a a professional soccer game and sitting next to somebody and just striking up a conversation. And at some point it's like, Hey, well, what do you do? He asked me. Mm -hmm. And so I quickly uh, uh, answered him and I just, well, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm doing this, but I'm kind of really interested in getting a job in this field. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was just talking to somebody this week and they're looking for people. That's networking. You know, I didn't plan it. Um, I interview someone on my podcast about networking, and it's two women, one's in Pensacola, the other one's in Australia. Mm -hmm. And they met and became fast friends and business partners because one made a meaningful comment on the other's LinkedIn post. And from that, they're like, you know what? We need to have a Zoom call. And that Zoom call led into "We, we really hit it off. Right. And I joked with them. I said, "Your business is because your partners. Your business is literally going 24 hours a day because one of you's sleeping. You know, Australia, it's nighttime while the, you know, so it's literally going 24 hours a day. It's a really cool thing, but it wasn't a networking event. They've never met in person as of yet. Um, That's so, amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I have employees you know,
0: I've never met in person.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Right? It's you know, again, you, you before we hit record, we were kind of talking about as well, how do we know, you know. Um, you know, how do we know how to trust people and, and you know mm-hmm. things like that? And you know, what type of networking? And I just, we just have a feel about people. Mm-hmm. You know, technology is not going to change humanity. Right. We're Still, we still care about each other. We still get this sense about each other. And uh, the only thing that humanity, the only thing that Zoom doesn't fix or Streamyard, you're using Streamyard. <laughs> the only thing, two things it doesn't fix. One is time.
0: Mm-hmm. There are,
1: you know, if I'm in another part of the world. You know, twelve if I'm in Thailand, it's twelve forty-five AM. That is a non-starter. I'm sorry, Michael. I like you, but I'm not good at twelve forty-five AM.
0: All right. So it doesn't I literally fix- had somebody ask me he's like, can we meet at 7 p.m. your time? I'm in Singapore. And I'm like, yeah. No, let's yeah. find another time. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it doesn't fix time. And the other thing it doesn't fix is I don't know how tall you are. That's the only other thing it doesn't fix, but everything else. It's like, I can get a sense about you. I, right. I get a read on people, whether they're genuine or they're, or they're full of it. Um, you get people approaching you here like they do in the networking events. You know, the, the mm-hmm. Vegas dealers just kind of spewing cards and pitching you right from the start. Right. Um, so it's all the same.
0: It's, yeah. No, I totally get it. I mean, you can't shortcut human nature. Right. Yep. People try to hack it. Right. They're trying to the the EQ hackers, the NLPs, yeah. you know, neural neuro linguistic programming and all that good stuff. And, yeah. and I've had friends who got deep into NLP and I says, yeah, that's great power once you understand what it means and what it can do, you know, and now you have a lot of responsibility to make sure that you're using it properly. Right. Yeah. Um, but even with NLP and EQ hacking and all that other stuff, you still, the person still has to go through all of the emotions it takes to, yes. become, to, to trust somebody. Yes. And like you said, you know, we were alluding to earlier was, is that we do business with people. Right. And we do. And, and I say, in, and I'm not the only one that says it, but it's said that we do business with people we know, like, and trust. Yep. So the networking gives us an opportunity to know you, what you do during that networking, gives us an opportunity to like you. And then what we do after the networking gives us an opportunity to trust you. And I think that that a lot of people forget that most of the trust is actually uh, earned after your initial meeting. Yes.
1: Yeah. People will say... You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And while I will agree with that, I don't think the first impression matters nearly as much as the subsequent impressions. There's a lot of people that have been very impressive in the first moments and then it's downhill from there. And then there are other (laughs) people I've met where it's been like, ah, you know, that wasn't really good, but you know, but it really kind of steps up. They were off their game or whatever it is. And so Mm -hmm. it's, you're so right. It's the, it's the things that after that happen after that first impression, that first meeting that, are the most critical
0: right um you know they'd say that you know in sales the money is made in the follow-up right In yep. trust i feel that if you do what you say and say what you do say what you're going to do and do what you're going to say or no, say what yeah. you do do what you say however you want to say it yeah i get it yeah that's, I mean, to me, action speaks louder than words. I think that a lot of people would agree with that, right? There's a lot of people that are blowing hot air, you yeah. know? And when, you know, and when you're a service-based business, you have to convince people that you can do what you do. Yeah. Right? And the longer you're in business, the easier it is. You know, I was just on a call with somebody and, you know, they looked at my background and I said, you, you looked legit. I was like, oh yeah, my soundstage, you know, I'm just, and I was kind of yeah. messing with them, but this is actually my, my home office here. And, but there's a lot of things that I've collected, you know, uh, awards and, and experience and all these other things that are behind me here. I put them up there to remind me where I've been and I cover them up because, you know, with my head and everything like that, because I just don't think that you really need to see all that stuff. But with all of that experience is the only thing that makes it easier. Right. But I still got to go through that initial action to show them, Hey, listen, even if you gave me money today my trust, the trust is still being built. Yeah. Just because somebody gives you money doesn't mean you automatically get trust, right? right. So you still got to continue to act and provide the things you say that you're going to be there. So when we're networking, I, I say all that to say that, uh, to ask this question, when we're networking, how important is it to literally start? Like, so you start talking about your business, you know, how important is it to start from there with setting expectations.
1: I'm, I'm not sure I understand what you what you mean by that.
0: Okay. That's fine. So when I'm when I when we're in sales, when we're networking for business, we're usually trying to sell things, right? Yep. And when we're young and selling, we try to we will we'll promise the world just to get the sale, right? Yeah. So that that becomes this uh, exercise in setting expectations. How do you how important do you think it is to start setting those expectations before you even start selling? in the networking part of that cycle.
1: Yeah. I mean, I look at networking as uh, it, selling is convincing somebody to buy what you have. Okay. Right. It's convincing. And, and it might be some you don't even know if they really have a need. Mm-hmm. What networking is really about is communicating, building a relationship and communicating all the, your capabilities and your, what you, what you, what you do and your ability to do it, communicating those things. Um, and letting them lead you to the people who absolutely want to buy what you have, right? They may not be the person. So why try to sell the person you're talking to at the networking event? You can lay it out there. This is what I do. You know, I'm an award-winning uh, attorney. I, you know, do patent law or trademark law. Mm-hmm. You just throw mm-hmm. that out there. They mm-hmm. may or may not need you. If they right. need you, they'll lean forward and say, I need you. But you, you established that relationship and that trust so then they turn to you and say, you know what? I've got a friend. I've been telling him he needs to get trademarked. He's got this great thing. Um, I'm going to bring you to lunch. We're going to talk to the guy. You know, right? Or he knows about you, and we're going to we're going to have this conversation. Um, and you're at that point. At that point, what the selling is is just convincing somebody. Well, this these are the prices. This is the price and the terms. This mm. is what I will do.
0: Mm -hmm. but they already
1: know they have a need for what you have. And it might not close because the price might be too high or Mm -hmm. for whatever reason.
0: Timing, Um, there's time out.
1: Yeah, but you're in in the right place at the right time.
0: So what kind of advice can we give, um, both new to being in business and maybe folks like me have been in business for 15, 20 years? What kind of advice would you give somebody to, um, keep in mind the next time they go to a networking event.
1: Well, I, you've really touched on it. You did a a great job and, and it's really about the other person. You know, you, you say you, you selfishly want, you want to learn about them. It's perfect because selfishly they want to talk about themselves. Right. And if you can, and I tell people this all the time, if you can get the other person talking, finding out what they're about, um, they will think you're the most interesting person in the world, and you haven't said a thing. And they'll come back to you and say, "Yeah, wow, you know, I really—it was fun talking to you. It was really great. But I'd love to hear more about you because they want to reciprocate. You know, so you really kind of set them up where they're going to want to come back and and um, and learn about you and find out how they can help you. So th- that's the big thing to keep in mind: is come with open-ended questions that really bring out in people, not just what they do, but, you know, where they're from, you know, I mean, uh, I, if I remember you're in central Illinois, you're there cause your wife works at the library, right. Or, or she doesn't work at the library. She runs the damn library. I apologize. Um, no but, but, but that's a story, right. And, and there's something to that. And people want to be known personally as well as professionally. Um, so, you know, I think those are, you know, just getting the other person talking.
0: So now you know that this networking thing isn't rocket science. Who knew that profitable networking could be as easy as just listening to those who want to do business with you? I guess our parents were right when they said God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. If you'd like to learn more about Frank's approach to networking, use links he shared in the show notes. While you're there, be sure to like the episode and subscribe to the show. Until next time, stay buzzworthy.